Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Good morning and welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. And do, boy, do we celebrate some amazing people here in coastal Mississippi. Um, you know, I like to think of the show Coast View is about finding inspiration uh, and also learning at the same time from the people who are uh, making an impact here in coastal Mississippi. So many of our guests have vision. And uh, and so many of them, on top of that, they're putting their money where their where that vision is. And so, in other words, they're really betting the ranch on coastal Mississippi. They're, they're betting the ranch on their visions, and that's what that's what it takes to make a community like ours go. Um, they are they are adding very significantly to the quality of life here all along coastal Mississippi. Today, we're going to have a bit of a focus on Ocean Springs, and we'll, we'll be joined by the mayor here shortly. But, um, but there, you know, there are several of my most recent guests who have had impact in, in Ocean Springs in one way or the other. I'm just going to give you an idea of some, some of those recent guests. People like Jordan Nico from the uh, Nico Restaurant Group. What, what Jordan and his brother Field and their team are doing to make investments all across coastal Mississippi, in virtually just about every city of coastal Mississippi, is uh, is is incredibly inspiring. And um, they are they're they're developing resources. And they're investing those resources. And uh, as I often say about people like Jordan, they're not letting any grass grow under their feet. That is for sure. Um, had Roxy Condry on, and you know it's interesting. Uh, uh, just about every single person that I'm going to mention now that I've had on the show recently, those shows turn out to be some of the most popular shows I've had recently. So it's a little bit of um, you know their contributions to Ocean Springs for sure, but I think also the fact that they, they we're just we're just so so. Um, so so benefiting from young entrepreneurs all up and down coastal Mississippi and people are inspired by their stories. People are wanting to to learn from them. But anyway, Roxy Condry was uh, was on and her uh, Roxy and her husband Ted have made some incredible investments in Ocean Springs hotels. They have rentals. They have a real estate company within the past year with a partner. They bought Guff Hills. And in the most recent visit here on Coastview, Roxy shared her vision for uh, Guff Hills and sort of getting historically back in touch with the incredible history of Guff Hills and what it means for uh, for uh, Ocean Springs, think think if you've been down to the Grand, down in uh, down in uh, uh, South Alabama, you uh, you know that that they they have done a terrific job of the renovation of the Grand down there and and the way that it connects to the water and so it's really kind of a destination resort for companies that want to have uh, retreats and. There are conventions there. Families go there because it's a one-stop destination. As I mentioned on the show with, with Roxy, uh, Guff Hills is going to become sort of a destination place. People will want to come there, and then they'll branch out from there. And they're talking about water taxis and all kinds of cool stuff before it's all said and done. Uh, Thomas Jenin was on. You know, Thomas has 
the Blind Tiger. He has Marina Cantina in Gulfport. He's uh, soon going to be opening Marina Cantina in Ocean Springs. Uh, again, when we have conversations with people like Jordan and Roxy and Thomas, you get a great sense of how strongly they feel about the communities they invest in. I've had Joe Cloyd a couple of times, and what Joe, Joe's got a, a long-term care facility in Ocean Springs. He's built uh, a boutique hotel. He's co-partners on another. He's built housing. Uh, again, a, another bright, amazing young entrepreneur making their mark. When I have conversations with people like David Hardy, He's an architect uh, in Biloxi, but he's done a lot of uh, public sector work all up and down coastal Mississippi. When he talks about building a sense of place, you want to listen to people like David Hardy because he helps you understand sort of the, the relationship between building a great place and the role that architecture and planning t- uh, takes or, or the, the role that they have in building great places. You know, it even comes up in conversations with people like Tanner Sweatman, who's the chief operating officer for People's Bank, and he happens to live in Ocean Springs. Uh, but, you, see, you know, you never know how the dots are going to connect, but his father-in-law also happens to be the mayor of Pascagoula, Mayor, mayor Willis. So... Um, I mean, so many inspiring conversations. I love my conversations with Paige Roberts, who is the president and CEO of the Jackson County Chamber, because the role that the chambers are playing today are so much, so much further uh, beyond what they used to do. Certainly, they're, they're focused on business and business issues, et cetera, but they're also focused on helping to build great communities. And when she talks about the work she does across coastal Mississippi, uh, excuse me, across Jackson County, it's inspiring. And then I can't tell you how much I enjoy my visits with people like Julian Rankin. Julian is one of those bright stars here in, in coastal Mississippi. And he's not only the executive director of the Walter Anderson Museum of Art, but again, he's lending his um, vision, his, uh, his know-how about building great communities uh, way beyond way beyond uh, the uh, the Museum of Art. But he described Ocean Springs this way, that it's a little bit heritage meets hip. Heritage meets hip. Isn't that cool? It's very contemporary, but very in touch with its history. I love that. And he went on to say about sort of himself and his understanding of communities like Ocean Springs that his entire personal and professional life, he has been steeped in the power of place and inspired by the ability of Mississippi artists like Walter Anderson, for example, to distill meaning from the world. Um, he said that he shared with Walter Anderson a belief uh, that the, there is a sacred interconnectedness between people and nature and the vitality of communities. Wow, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? Walter Anderson, really, if you, you know, Walter Anderson, and if you haven't been to the museum there, you should, you should go spend some time there. But Walter Anderson uh, traveled throughout the United States, Europe, South America, Asia, but he settled in Ocean Springs. Ocean Springs is a community that's really in touch with, with art. Um, and so much of the art is about, you know, coming from nature. Uh, so, so I would say that you could, you could make a serious argument how Ocean Springs is a community that's truly in touch with nature. I love this quote from Walter Anderson. He said this, nature does not like to be anticipated, but loves to surprise. In fact, seems to justify itself to man in that way restoring his youth to him each time. It's the true 
fountain of youth. I think about that, and we'll talk to the mayor about that shortly. But when I'm out fishing offshore or the backwaters of coastal Mississippi, you know, I, I can remember my youth pretty quickly. It's, it's, it is about sort of getting back in touch with your youth. Uh, nature is sort of timeless in a lot of ways, very, very powerful. And we've had the opportunity to be influenced by all of these people, those from the past like Walter Anderson and those who are going to be part of the future like people like like Julian and J- Jordan and Roxy and Joe and Thomas and so many others. It's just it's really incredible this place that we live in and how t- in touch we are with it. Uh, with that said, I want to invite my friend Kenny Holloway into the conversation. And first of all, I'll just say uh, good morning, Mayor. How are you? I'm good, Ricky. Thanks for having me on. So when you hear me talk about your 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 place like that, it has to give you uh, not just a warm feeling, but an excitement about the future. It does. We've got a lot of great things going on in Ocean Springs. And, um, you know, listening to your conversation there, uh, lead-in, um, it brought me back to when I was a, a young boy in Ocean Springs. And we'd, uh, I had a little 13-and-a-half-foot Boston whaler, and uh, we'd, we'd take that boat out to Horn Island, me and some of my buddies, and, and uh, see some of the stuff that Walter Anderson, you know, um, painted and then talked about and wrote about uh, that, that's some that was a good memory i'm glad you brought some of that uh, back up for me yeah it's you know it, it really is i mean i thought that quote you know nature does not like to be anticipated it loves to surprise in fact seems to justify itself to man in that way restoring his youth to him each time and uh, he said it's the true fountain of use. And that was from the Horn Island Logs, actually, incidentally. Yeah. You know, when I'm at Horn Island, I know you feel the same way, but when I go fishing there, whether we walk the lagoons or just walk the beach, and, you know, uh, Julian and I have talked about this many times, it's it's amazing how once you study Walter Anderson's art and his life, you see Walter Anderson in every nook and cranny on that island. It's, it's hard not to see it, isn't it? It is. It really is. And uh, the, the, him rowing his boat out there is what amazes me. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's unbelievable. Uh, and he's right. Nature surprises. And, um, you know, as we all know from living down here, uh, good surprises and not so good surprises. That's what makes it so special. You know, Thomas, Jenna, and I were talking about that with the uh, opening of the new Cantina Marina in Ocean Springs that used to be the McElroy's. They've invested, as you know, and you came from the real estate sector, so you know well how to create value in a community. But, you know, he said, you know, you're not going to recognize the building. Um, They've invested tremendous money there, and it's all about taking advantage of the waterfront. That's so important. That's what makes Coastal Mississippi so special, isn't it? It is. And I tell you what, um, you know, uh, Eat Drink Love is already open over there in Lauren Toronto and her her business. She's got a great little restaurant and uh, the, the view from the back of her restaurant uh, on, on Fort Bayou there is amazing, especially in the evenings and sunsets. It is special, man. Actually, Ann and I plan to, to, to go over there and enjoy a meal there soon, for a matter of fact. She just mentioned that to me yesterday. So uh, anyway, when we come back, we're going we're gonna to continue our conversation with Kenny Holloway. He's actually got a State of the City address coming up in April. I'm curious about what kind of thinking is, uh, is centered around getting prepared for that as, as, uh, as the weeks sort of uh, get closer to, as the days get closer to making that address. We'll see you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have Mayor Kenny Holloway with us today. And as I mentioned, when we went to break, uh, he has his first State of the City address coming up in April. And... Um, I can already anticipate what that might look like because my son is a real estate lawyer. And when we talk about the price per square foot of property in Ocean Springs and how it ranks for the rest of the state and what's happening there from a development point of view, just in terms of the the city continuing to just just come alive. um, It's amazing what's happening in your city these days, isn't it? It really is. We've got uh, so many opportunities popping up everywhere. Um, you know, boutique hotels. Uh, 1515 Government Street is getting ready to start on their project. That's going to be the parking garage, and uh, they're going to have some uh, boutique hotel in there with some condominiums and food and beverage. It's going to be a that's going to be a major investment in downtown, and we're also looking to uh, move. Uh, our public works department out of uh, downtown. It's uh, sitting on a very valuable piece of real estate, and uh, it's on Pine Street, just to the to the east of the YMCA. And uh, you know, we just think that that's going to be a, um, a super development, a PUD, um, some mixed use. It could be a lot of different things there. Hopefully, uh, we attract a hotel um, in Ocean Springs. The boutique hotels are fabulous. Um, the um, the uh, VRBOs are, are, are thriving, but we, we're missing something, I believe, in, in that hotel of um, eighty to a hundred rooms. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. You look at what the Pearl has done for Bay St. Louis, and you know, it, first of all, incredible location there, great investment, but. Um, you know, it takes it takes a lot of rooms. You know, if you really want people to see Ocean Springs as a destination, that's why I think one of the, you know with Roxy and Ted investing in Gulf Hills and really having a vision for bringing that back, all of this is going to work together to to make a better city and to not just help the hospitality, but you know, obviously it's going to help tax collections in the city and all the other things that are on your mind. It's uh, it's a it's a dynamic time. I, it, does a moment go by when you're not engaged in something relevant? Rela- related to future growth opportunities not much ricky you know uh we've got like i said so much going on and i've been uh, i've been in jackson quite a bit uh, through the legislative session and we've got some uh requests for funding to help uh, help our city prepare for this growth Ocean yeah. Springs, an older city aging infrastructure you know we've identified about 20 million dollars worth of uh work that needs to be get done in water sewer and drainage and I think we've got a good plan, and I think the uh, the folks in Jackson realize we have a good plan. So I'm I'm just you know optimistic, uh, cautiously optimistic that we're gonna we're gonna get some help there with funding from ARPA and some other things. So, well, given the amount of one-time funding that the state's currently sitting on, if uh, and and the desire to use it to, on infrastructure, a lot of it on infrastructure. Uh, some match involved in that as well. But the bottom line is the the opportunity for a city like Ocean Springs in this moment, given the amount of money that's available, is pretty significant, isn't it? I mean, you, it really you, you're going to get the money, aren't you? I feel pretty good about it, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've, we've gotten four and a half, $4.4 million directly to the city. Um, you know, 
the county's gotten $28 million. Uh, if the legislature matches that one for one, you can imagine what that does for Ocean Springs and a lot of other cities in Jackson County. Yeah. And, and along the coast, too. I mean, everybody's in the same uh, same mix for this money. And, uh, and uh, if they match it one for one, you know, I think uh, there's enough to go around for everybody. My pitch yeah. to them is that, you know, Ocean Springs is a thriving community. Uh, we, um, we we supposedly pay our share of taxes, and uh, I think it's a good investment. You know, I think it's a good investment for the state and the county to participate with us um, and take care of some of this stuff. Well, you and I talked about this before. I mean, whereas a lot of coast communities were able to get tens of millions of dollars for infrastructure improvement and replacement after Hurricane Katrina. There wasn't as much of that in Ocean Springs. But at the end of the day, the reality is that uh, when you talk about clean water and sewage and all of that stuff, it ain't necessarily the sexiest thing in the world, but it is absolutely a predicate to future development, isn't it? It is, you know, and everything that goes underground, you know, you don't see the immediate, um, you know, investment the return on your investment uh, from a visual standpoint now uh, from a services standpoint there's an immediate uh, return on your investment so we uh we're looking forward to it it's not going to be it's not going to be an easy project uh what we're trying to do and we're going to disrupt some some lives some you know neighborhoods but at the end of the day i think uh it's money well spent and like you said it's one-time money so if we we don't we can't afford to mess it up. We can't afford to misspend it. We've got to do the right thing with it. Hey, look, I saw the story in um, in the Sun Herald about the, uh, the the traffic cameras, and, uh, and the, I mean, actually, very yeah. unique approach that you guys are using. Uh, why don't you tell people what that's about? You know, you and the, you and the city council supported the the police chief in this effort, and uh, has, the, has the fallback been? unexpected or what what's your what's your current thinking about it well there were some kinks initially in it um you know some reads that were not accurate as far as uh, uninsured motorists um and uh they, they've worked they're working through those uh they're getting that out of the way but uh i was surprised at the number of uninsured motorists that are on the streets um coastwide statewide i mean we're, we're tracking somewhere around 35, 45% of the cars passing through that the camera hits are uninsured motorists, which, you know, is against the law. And, uh, you know, not only um, are we, are we um, identifying and contacting those folks, but I think in the long run, uh, it, it should help to get these folks insured because there's nothing... Uh, nothing worse than get an accident and, and the person that you're in an accident with does not have insurance because that just falls back on you and your insurance carrier. Yeah, I saw the the concern was that uh, someone would get would get sort of um, highlighted uh, just because the, the, whatever match happened in the database. Uh, the way it happened suggested the person didn't have insurance, but actually did have insurance, and and so they have to go jump through some hoops uh, online to be able to do that. So I'm concerned about elderly people whether they could, you know, follow the follow the process or not. But man, I was amazed at the number of people who are driving on the roads today who do not have insurance. That's that's right off the bat. That is mind-boggling. Were you surprised that the number was so high? 
I, I was very surprised, you know, but you know, I guess um, I've always had insurance, you know, just, it's yeah. just a, a way of life, you know, for, for most people or some people. So, yeah, it was it was very surprising. So is it okay? I'm actually curious about this. Is it so? If I'm from Biloxi and I drive past there, and it and there's not a match, I could get a ticket as well. That's correct. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. Okay, the way it works is I think it's a three hundred dollar fine. Half of it goes to the company that's doing this. Half of it comes back to the city. And there's a process that's been in place. Of course, if you have insurance, there's a way to get that taken care of pretty quickly that's online. Correct. But are other cities interested in this? Yes, um, uh, I, I can't re- recall the, the names of all the cities, and I wouldn't want to uh, misquote. But there, it's it's catching on, and there's a lot of cities throughout the state that are. Um, yeah, I bet it's become. Uh, I don't know a, a, a pretty decent revenue source. It uh, it is. I mean, it's not it's not you know going to you know put us into the next uh, level of income, but uh, it, it's decent. Steve. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, but as you start to move toward giving your state of the city address beyond what you and I just talked about, as it relates to the the growth opportunities and what's happening in the city today, what are some of the other things you look forward to sharing in your state of the state city address? Well, we've been. Um We've been working on this for about uh, three weeks now, three or four weeks, and uh, we're highlighting the um, the police and the fire departments. Uh, they, they're doing some um, videoing for us. Um, some of the aldermen uh, are doing some stuff. Um, you know, we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna change it up, uh, kind of give it a little bit uh, more high tech uh, address than what uh, what it's been in the past. Just a you know, a boring speech from a mayor like myself. And, you know, I'm not the most uh, dynamic speaker by any stretch. But uh, it's, um, I think it's going to highlight some things. And then it's it's still evolving because we don't know exactly what's going to happen after the legislature convenes. And there are probably going to still be some funding uh, mechanisms that we haven't um, gotten commitments on yet, but we're hoping to report uh, positive on some of the things we've been talking to the legislatures uh, in Jackson about. Uh, Jackson County is very fortunate uh, with the leadership they have in Jackson right now, we have in Jackson right yeah. now. So, uh, there, there's some um, you know, some folks that uh, are carrying a pretty big stick up there out of Jackson County right now. Well, it's exciting. And, uh, you know, you're in your first term. It'd be interested to see how your first state of the city address goes we'll actually have you on after that and talk about some of the highlights but as usual my friend it's great to catch up with you uh good luck maybe getting offshore and doing some fishing soon well like i say the weather cooperates as always my mother used to say you never go anywhere uh, until mother's day you know then then the weather kind of calms down so that's what (laughs) we're waiting for for sure hey when we come back we're going to talk about oil and the price of oil, the global oil market. See you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.